Welcome to True Crime Mysteries, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart of the world's most gripping true crime stories. I'm your host, Megan, and I've spent years researching, investigating, and seeking the truth in dark corners where most people dare not look. Each week, we'll delve into a new case, peeling back layers of mystery, law, and human behavior. Together, we'll explore the intricate webs woven by those who break society's most sacred laws. We'll cover cold cases, missing persons, and recently uncovered serial killers, and instances where DNA has identified a killer. Join us as we journey back in the past, bring decade-old cases to life, and explore the dark, tragic, and inexplicable. And maybe find a light of justice at the end of the tunnel. This is True Crime Mysteries. Today we're discussing the Torso Killer, a prolific serial killer who has recently confessed to several additional murders, closing a slew of cold cases from the New Jersey area in the 1960s to 1980s. Let's get into it. On May 22, 1980, police were called to the Quality Inn Motel in Housebrook Heights after a housekeeper reported hearing screams coming from room 117. When police arrived, they apprehended and arrested a man fleeing the motel. He was carrying a fake gun, a switchblade in his pocket, and a bag that had several pairs of handcuffs, prescription pills, a ball gag, and other bondage items. When they got to the room, they found a young woman handcuffed around the ankles, bitten, bruised, and bleeding. The man was Richard Cottingham, 33 years old at the time of his arrest. He was charged with kidnapping, attempted murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, aggravated sexual assault while armed, possession of a weapon, and possession of controlled substances. He had a $350,000 bail set, and he never made bail. The young woman was revealed to be Leslie Ann O'Dell. She was an 18-year-old runaway who had been working as a sex worker in Manhattan a few days before Cottingham had picked her up and taken her to New Jersey. She was tortured and sexually assaulted, and she started screaming when she thought her life was about to end. She would later testify that he, quote, said, You have to take it. The other girls did. You have to, too. You're a whore, and you have to be punished. After his arrest, police went to the home he rented in Lodi, New Jersey, which he shared with his wife and three children. There they found a room he locked from his family. In this room was jewelry and clothing from several women. Other items were also found in his car. Authorities started to take a look at Cottingham for other crimes. Richard Cottingham was born November 25, 1946 in the Bronx, New York. His family later moved to New Jersey. He graduated high school from Pasquet Valley High School in Hillsdale, New Jersey. After graduation, he worked at Metropolitan Life. He started in the mailroom, but after taking some computer courses, he became a computer operator. In 1966, he left that job to become a computer operator for Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. He was still working there when he was arrested in 1980. He lived with his parents until they moved away and he got married. He was known to be seen helping his mother around the house. On May 3, 1970, he married his wife Janet and they had three children together. In 1978, his wife filed for divorce. In the divorce records, his wife alleged that he had started leaving the family without the necessary funds for essentials, that he would come home in the early hours of the morning. He was known to frequent a swingers club in New York called Pluto's Retreat. She removed the petition for divorce when he was arrested in 1980, but they did get divorced after his 1981 conviction. 
During the investigation, they were able to tie Cottingham to a murder that had occurred in the same motel on May 5, 1980, 17 days before he was arrested. The victim, Valère Street, was a 19-year-old sex worker who was found under the bed by housekeeping in one of the motel rooms she'd been naked, handcuffed behind her back. Valère had been strangled to death. They found a fingerprint on the handcuff that was matched to Cottingham. This would start authorities down the path of discovering a serial killer. In the next few months, other authorities, as well as New Jersey police, would tie Cottingham to some horrific crimes. In the months following his arrest, he would be tied to another murder that occurred at the Quality Inn Motel in Hasbrock Heights. On December 15, 1977, 26-year-old Mary Ann Carr, an x-ray technician who had just celebrated her first wedding anniversary a few months earlier, was found by a fence in the parking lot outside the motel. She was found with a ligature still around her neck, with evidence she had been restrained with what might have been handcuffs and had tape residue over her mouth. She had small cuts and bite marks all over her body. She had last been seen at her apartment in Little Ferry, New Jersey, an apartment complex that Cottingham had lived in a few years earlier with his wife. Her apartment key was found in the lockbox of trophies found in Cottingham's home. In New York, he would be charged with the murders of three sex workers at two different crime scenes. On December 2, 1979, firefighters were called to a travel-in hotel near Times Square, with reports of a room being on fire. When they arrived, they discovered two bodies in the rubble. When the blaze had been extinguished, they discovered two bodies that had been set on fire. Their hands and heads had been removed and were never recovered. After the fire had been put out, authorities found some of the women's clothes folded neatly in the bathtub. They had used these clothes and put them on mannequins from a nearby department store, so they could hopefully use them to identify the women from the fire. They would eventually identify one of the victims as 22-year-old Didi Gudazi. The other victim, believed to be around the age of 16, has never been identified. This killer was given the moniker, the Torso Killer. On May 15, 1980, the body of 25-year-old Jean Rayner was found in New York's Seville Hotel. Her breasts were removed and put on the headboard, and the mattress was set on fire. Jean was working as a sex worker at the time to pay for a lengthy child custody battle with her ex-husband. For a time before DNA evidence, Cottingham seemed to be very thorough in cleaning crime scenes, leaving little to no evidence of himself. On June 12, 1981, Cottingham was convicted in New Jersey for the murder of Valère Street. In that same court case, he was charged with the kidnapping and sexual assault of four other women. All had survived various attacks. They even testified at the trial. This included the attack on Leslie Ann O'Dell. He'd been convicted of three and acquitted of one. On October 12, 1982, he was convicted in the murder of Marianne Carr. In 1984, New York authorities extradited him for trial where he was convicted on July 9, 1984 for the murders of Didi Gordazzi and the unknown victim and Jean Rayner. He would serve his nearly 200-year sentence in New Jersey State Prison. Over the next three decades, detectives would visit Cottingham often, asking him about unsolved cold cases and always leaving out critical details of the crimes from Cottingham. In 2010, their persistence would finally pay off. One of the detectives was Detective Robert Anzalotti, who interviewed Cottingham over and over for 15 years. He would eventually get confessions 
that would lead to the closing of several cases. Cottingham never seemed to know the names of his victims, but remembered details of the crimes. In August 2010, Cottingham confessed and was convicted of the murder of Nancy Vogel. In his confession, he gave details only the murderer would know. Nancy Vogel was 29 years old and was killed on October 28, 1967. She was found in her car, naked with her hands tied in front of her, with her clothes neatly folded underneath her. She'd been beaten, strangled, and sexually assaulted. Her husband had reported her missing after she'd not come home. She had told her husband that she was going to go play bingo at the church in Little Ferry, New Jersey. Nancy is Cottingham's first known victim. He would have only been 20 when she was killed, and he was still living with his parents at the time. In 2014, Cottingham confessed to Anzalotti two more murders he committed, again giving details only the killer would know. First was 18-year-old Irene Blaze, who was found strangled in April 1969 in the Saddle River in Hackensack, New Jersey. She had vanished from her home. The second was 15-year-old Denise Velasca who was abducted while walking to a friend's house in Emerson, New Jersey. She was found strangled on the side of the road near a cemetery in Saddlebrook, New Jersey. In 2017, he confessed to killing 13-year-old Jacqueline Harp in July 1968, while she was walking home at night after a band practice in Midland Park, New Jersey. She had been strangled with her bag. Though these were official confessions, they were never taken to trial, and Cottingham was not convicted of these murders. The families had agreed that he was already living his life in prison, and it was unnecessary now that they had answers. The facts of this, however, did not come to light until 2020, and the cases were officially closed. In 2017, Cottingham would get another visitor, Jennifer Weiss, the daughter of Dee Dee Godazzi, who had been given up for adoption and had gone looking for her mother only to find out in 2002 that her mother had been killed in such a horrific way. She had started writing to Cottingham, and she had decided she would try to be his friend and wanted information about her mother and where he had put her head. She figured the best way to earn his trust was to become his friend, and in 2017, she met him face to face after writing to him. Weiss said that she asked how he knew her mother in that first meeting. Jennifer has continued to visit him, and they have become friends. Weiss has talked at length about how Cottingham should confess before it's too late. On March 2021, Detective Anzalotti informed Cottingham that he was retiring and wanted him to give information on one last case before he did. It went back and forth, but on April 14, 2021, in a recorded interview, Cottingham went into detail about the murders of two young women. He even remembered their names. When asked why he remembered their names, he said, Because I was with them for a couple of days. According to the transcript, he also said, He got to know them. Lorraine Kelly was 16 and Mary Ann Pryor was 17. Cottingham had abducted them in Montville while they were on their way to the mall. He drove them to a motel and held them for two days, sexually assaulting them before he drowned them in a bathtub. He gave detailed accounts of what he did to the girls and the exact location where their bodies would be left in the woods. On October 27, 2021, he confessed to a judge and was convicted for the murders. In August of 2022, New York officials accepted and corroborated a confession that he had beaten and killed 26-year-old Lorraine McGraw on March 1, 1970. 
In June 2022, DNA evidence entered by the Nassau County Police on a 54-year-old cold case got a hit for Cottingham. His DNA had been entered into federal databases during his 2010 conviction. The cold case was that of Diane Cusack, a 23-year-old who was killed on February 15, 1968. She was a dance teacher who had just finished class and was going to Long Island Mall to buy new dance shoes. She was found in her car strangled. This is the only case so far that has been tied to Cottingham through DNA. After the Nassau County Police interviewed Cottingham about other cold cases in the area, after a thorough comparison of facts and evidence to his confessions, they were able to connect him to four other cold cases. Mary Beth Hines, 21, was found in a creek in Long Island on May 20th, 1972. She'd been strangled. Laverne Moy, 23, was a mother of two. She was found in the same creek strangled on July 20th, 1972. Sheila Hyman, 33, a mother of three, was found by her husband in their Long Island home on July 20th, 1973. Her cause of death was blunt force trauma. Her children were at summer camp at the time. For years, her husband had been the prime suspect. Lastly was 18-year-old Maria Neves. She was killed on December 27, 1973. She was found with her hands tied behind her back and wrapped in plastic. On December 5, 2022, from his prison hospital bed, Richard Cottingham was convicted of the murder of Diane Cusack, and he had made a non-prosecution agreement for the other four murders. He was sentenced to 25 years running concurrently with the 179 years he is currently serving for his past crimes. Richard Cottingham, now 76 years old, had been known as the Torso Killer, and has been behind bars since his 1980 arrest. He's been convicted or officially confessed to 17 murders of women, and he might still have more victims. He has, in past interviews, stated that he's killed between 85 to 100 women. He will die in prison for his horrific crimes that spanned 13 years. Well, folks... We've reached the end of another gripping episode here on True Crime Mysteries. Thank you for joining me as we delve deep into the complexities of today's case. Before we go, let's not forget the human element in these stories. The victims, their families, and sometimes even the perpetrators are all part of a larger societal puzzle that we're trying to understand. While we explore these cases, it's crucial to remember the impact on real lives and communities. If you want to keep up with our weekly investigations, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are captivated by these stories as we are, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. Your support helps us bring more unsolved mysteries and untold stories to light. With that being said, stay curious, stay vigilant, and most importantly, stay safe. Until next week, good night.